0: Welcome to another edition of Global Investment Leaders. Welcome all, and thank you for joining me for the second session of Global Investment Leaders in 2023. I'm very pleased to be joined today by my longtime friend, Mary Beth Ray, who has had a long and distinguished career in the investment industry, working for Harris Bank and JP Morgan, before joining US Trust Company of New York in 1997, which is where I met her, and then subsequently joining Fort Washington Investment Advisors in 2003, where she is president and CEO. Mary Beth, it's been a long time. I'm very happy to be with you again.
1: Well, thank you, Chaz. Mutual admiration. You know, I've always uh, revered you and your expertise in the business and always relied on you and a great sounding board over the years for lots of things which we probably can talk about and some we can't.
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> but one of the first things that I want to start with, Mary Beth, is that Fort Washington is a wholly owned subsidiary of Western and Southern Financial. Fort Washington, I believe, manages about $72 billion with roughly 150 people across multiple asset classes and really covers a broad base of institutional and wealth management segments. But the fact that you are 100% owned by Western and Southern might be regarded by some as being either potentially misaligning or financial institutions have not always had a wonderful track record of supporting and being as one with their investment management subsidiaries. What say you about the benefits of Western and Southern?
1: Yeah, and that's a great question because um, through the years, I think many investment management firms would have said they didn't want to be affiliated at all with an insurance company that they sold product and and we are we purportedly sell advice and da 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 da. I had met our chairman and CEO John Barrett back when I was at U.S. Trust Company. I had not been there very long, so I knew him. I knew what he wanted to do with Fort Washington, and roll forward to uh, two thousand and three. And I was approached by his recruiting firm. So I was interested because I'd already known a little bit about it. But as I got to know the company better, one of the things that distinguishes Western and Southern, I think from almost all insurance companies that I know, our chairman and CEO is an investment guy at heart. He's a banker. We both have the same kind of background. He was a banker with Bank of New York for over 15 years. We quite often agree and think alike that he loves investments. And so when he Mm -hmm. said... I really want to build this company that we have. We founded it, spun it off as a division in 1990, set it up as an SEC registered company. I really want to build the third party business. That's what he recruited me for. So first of all, that was the good thing. Second of all is by background, I'm really far more entrepreneurial. I'm really not a great manager of status quo. I don't really like doing that. So it was kind of intriguing. It was back in the Midwest. I'm a Midwesterner. And so lo and behold, we've been on this journey Journey to really build our outside business, but to also grow and prosper our uh, support for the parent company and affiliates.
0: I completely agree with you that it's rare to find uh, the head of any financial institution who's really either has an investment centric background or appreciates what their investment management business is there to do. And so I think that's why you have been uh, relatively aligned and correct me if I'm wrong, you have value sharing mechanisms across your firm for the senior folks in the firm to be able to share in the growth of Fort Washington?
1: We do. And that's the other issue that we go immigrants with private companies, right? But first of all, we're parent companies and mutual company. We're equivalent to being private. Second of all, we're very long-term investors. The parent company long-term. We have long-term assets and liabilities that we're constantly matching. Uh, But more importantly, our comp and benefit plans, because we are a proprietary money manager, also do outside, but a lot of our benefit plans and all are invested in our strategies. So we're all eating our own cooking. In addition, if you're a qualified investor and so on, you can invest directly in our private equity funds, which I have done from the moment I get here. And that's one of the aspects of our business. That's another part of Fort Washington.
0: Yeah, that's actually a very important distinction, because as you know, there are many firms where the senior PMs and the senior management have no personal skin in the game in their strategies. So that's not aligning. So I think what you just began to touch on there as well, Mary Beth, is really just the culture of Fort Washington and you as a leader and what's important to you. Do you want to expound on that a bit, how you think about managing the business and what you're trying to bring to the table every day?
1: Third leg of the stool. So, when I left US Trust Company, I said, I am never going to work for anybody that I don't know, understand their ethics and integrity and their value proposition. And so that's another reason why I came here. I really could learn over the time that I'd known John. I got to see how he thinks, how he feels. We actually have the 10 guiding principles of the culture of Western and Southern, which we all abide by, and they are heartwarming. They are heartfelt, and they are right at the core of what's really important to me, which is first and foremost, we do what's right at all times, whether we are not self-serving. If we make a mistake, we are the first people to call up our client and tell them and reimburse them. I mean, we do what is always right. I'm serious and I You're that not, does not happen in a lot of places I well, worked. Well,
0: you know, I'm gonna agree with you because really the best way to measure that statement is, what have you done that was right that cost you money? And I don't mean that so much personally for you, although you could answer that question, but most folks, the vast majority, will not do what's exactly right when it's not in their financial interest.
1: Great example, right after I came, we brought a team on in small cap field from bank one, when it was acquired by JP Morgan, they did, they were in Columbus, didn't want to go to New York. We brought them on, they did great. We built it from scratch, we seeded it from scratch, built it up over to a billion dollars. But during the great recession, they lost their way. And, And it took, they couldn't get their mojo back. And so we had several very large clients And I went to them, they came to me after about two or three years of not very good performance and said, will you always let us know if you're going to get out of the business? And I said to them, I promise you, we will be the last money out. You will, I will let you know the moment, I'm hoping we don't have to do this, but I will let you know, we will definitely be the last money out and we will make sure that you have plenty of time to prepare. Lo and behold, we had to do it and we did do it. It was not easy. Um, I called all the clients. They all knew it. We worked with them. I had one major client that said, I can't get it done. It's in my 401k. I can't get the paperwork done. And I said, don't worry about it. We, our lead PM is staying with us. We will continue since we don't have all the analysts. We will invest in ETFs and all the sectors that we're not covering and make sure your IPS is in agreement with it. Yeah. And we will be the last money out. And we did that.
0: That's an excellent example and a rare example. And I think that that basically provides a great pivot into both your and my thoughts on M&A. And I know <laughs> that you have been a discerning acquirer and are looking for particular types of people and business to join your good firm. And I think you and I share stories and share laughs from time to time from the virtual yeah. M&A bonanza. That just seems at times like it is all about those obsessed by price and those for whom cultural yeah. compatibility is suggested to be important, it's just become part of a joke because as you and I know, when folks are looking for letters of intent and allegedly thoughtful indications of interest before you've even met them, I'm not sure how that's possible.
1: Well, and in addition, how do they do it if they only met them on Zoom? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just carry it one step further. I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, we've talked about this over the years. We did a lot of acquisitions and I've done a lot over my years. I've done the good, the not so good and the okay. And uh, the good were always because the cultural fit was really perfect and i always felt that that was extremely important and it's amazing how many times you could be really far down the road with somebody but you still don't really know until you know right you don't know what you don't know yeah. and i remember the four i told you a quick story went to a firm we were pretty far down the road thought i understood the principal. i uh, thought i understood what his intentions were went into the office sat in his office looked around and saw all these pictures of people that didn't resemble at all what I thought his family looked like. And it turns <laughs> out they weren't. Oh. <laughs> but that was what the intention was, because the moment he got his check, he was going to hightail it somewhere else. So yeah. there you go. I I walked out. It was about lunchtime. I said to my team, quietly, um, pick up your papers. We're going to go to lunch, but we're not coming back.
0: Oh, you, you and I have laughed about that over the years because- that's one way. Uh, that was an interesting way of kind of determining fit, <laughs> but there are many others. Sometimes golf. Yeah, a
1: lot of there's a, a lot sports, of ways, right?
0: Sports. Um, get I think one of the things that we like to do is just get out with people, whether it's going to dinner or just doing something where it's just all personal and you're just trying to understand them, which is why I think you and I share the belief that ideally we would meet people and know them for years before it might make sense for them to right? join either exactly. of our folds, because you are not aggregating, you know, the multi-boutique affiliate model to just be a chess piece of Fort nope. Washington. Everybody that joins Fort Washington, I believe, is joining one company, one mission.
1: Part of the success and uh, can tell the story well to people we recruit and retain.
0: And, and again, there are other strategies where oh, yeah. uh, that, that it works well. If you have financial and general strategic compatibility, you don't need much else. But I would say in what you do and a lot of what we do, I mean, I had uh, the gentleman whom we're hopefully going to invest in next. I, it was music to my ears because I almost never hear it. And I have almost thought it couldn't be said. But he said to me recently, Chaz, we're getting married. This is effectively like getting married. It is. You take all the time you need and we will, too.
1: And I just think about what you just said, because. Over the years, I play golf. I'm not a great golfer, but I played since I was about seven or eight years old. So I can I can I can keep the game up. Oh, go play <laughs> golf with somebody. And I played with another t- person, and I remember I was in Arizona, and uh, the person cheated oh. every hole. It, it flabbergasted, and sometimes it would actually hit the other part of the foursome's ball and not acknowledge it. Oh, <laughs> and it God. was like yeah. I can't believe this is happening. It's,
0: it's usually more subtle than that. It's I usually, know this wasn't remotely. What do you, you have there? Oh, I had a four. Amazing. I thought I saw oh, you take yeah. seven strokes.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I thought I counted six, but okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: well, let's move on outside of MA, which I think is specific and something that you look for opportunistically, but you are not, as the press would call it, a serial acquire, nor no. are we. And you are focused on sustaining the business that you have carefully built over time and growing it organically. And as we look at the Fort Washington business, you, are, you have a wide range of capability across equity right. and fixed income uh, composites and asset classes, domestic and international. And as you look at the near term, because in today's very volatile and an unknown, hard to figure out market environment, what are you keen on? What are you focused on here in the near term with regard to your offerings and your markets?
1: So one of the things I think I've mentioned to you before is that we have a sister company called Touchstone Securities, and we find that the best transactions we have done, we've done in collaboration with them, where the the portfolio would fit maybe with Touchstone and their distribution of different kinds of asset classes, and where particularly some of those strategies, or maybe all of them actually fit perfectly with us, that give us more girth in in some of our strategies so that we can go to market with bigger funds, et cetera. And so it's just like you know a piece of the puzzle that fits together. We're looking for cultural fit and so on. Sometimes it, like in the most recent one with AIG, uh, it was more an asset purchase, but it was Sentinel National Life of Vermont back a few years ago. We actually ended up picking up an international team that's on the West Coast and a small company team in the East Coast. And that fit perfectly for us because they were two strategies we wanted to add to our offering at Fort
0: Washington. No, I thought that you actually executed that very well. But back to specific asset classes or products, are you seeing particular demand for, for instance, some of your fixed income strategies where their yields have bumped up significantly recently or other capability?
1: We have a fantastic short-term desk. We do structured products. We have short duration and ultra short duration and cash management that we do for securities lending, where we manage the portfolios for those that are doing securities lending. Uh, We do the same thing for other strategies too. That is just a wonderful capability because it allows us to bring in new clients, obviously at the short end of the spectrum, but then eventually, you know, if they get to know us, they like us, they like their team, they like our client service, they will... uh, they will cross sell into other strategies of ours, and that's been a, a just a wonderful hook.
0: No, I I can appreciate that, and I do want to go back to Touchstone for a second, and I'm glad that you raised them because effectively they're a sister company within the Western and Southern Group, and I think they manage about thirty billion.
1: Yeah, I think year end wasn't quite so hot. <laughs> there must be about <laughs> twenty five. They have a lot of equity in there. They have a lot of equity managers, so it's been tough, but they've they've been way over that at Points in time.
0: Yeah, I I knew they had. And let's put parentheses around any asset figures that I suggest because fluctuation is the name of the game these days. But my point was that of that, you know, somewhere plus or minus 30 billion, I think that you subadvise currently for about a third of that, which would Yeah, anywhere,
1: you know, year end was probably 40%, but last year was 30%. So that's just about the norm.
0: Right. And therefore, Touchstone is not basically in your hip pocket or you are not in theirs. They not are at all. in fact hiring away from you and actually have a, I think, a very credible manager research and fund, um, you know, external open architecture fund approach that is not just Fort Washington centric.
1: And that's a very good point because we treat our parent company and all the affiliated insurance companies as well as Touchstone as a client. We treat them all as we would treat any client And they treat us the same way. And so, yeah, I mean, they can hire us. They can fire us.
0: We can talk about a lot of different things, Mary Beth, but I think I'd like to kind of end this podcast with you and I talking a little bit about what we see in the investment industry landscape, what kind of trends or newsworthy things you feel strongly about. I know one, and I'm sure you'll bring it up, but let's see if we can finish up with just being able to put our collective 70 or 80 plus years in the business to some sort of observation on what we're seeing now.
1: I think uh, you and I've talked about this before too, and not that we pre-read the whole thing because we didn't, but mm-hmm. I think it's really important um, to get back to normal. And I, whatever the no normal is, I'm not, forget all those buzzwords. I just meant people coming off the pandemic Getting back to life, getting back to working together, getting back to collaborating, getting back to visiting with our clients. That is so important. The one thing that we're all very cognizant of is um, you know, I'm a baby boomer. We're generations, I'm in generations many past bringing the younger people in too, and bringing them in the right way. And I will go back to culture. I'm a very firm believer. I would not be the person I am today if I didn't have these over 40 years of experience of working with unbelievable professionals by their side, them teaching me, me getting to observe them, calling with them, traveling with them around the world. It is, there's no substitute for it. And you cannot do that from my point of view, working from home by yourself or on Zoom the rest of your life. Because I don't know if you really have a career aspiration. I, as a manager, and I think this is very true of other generations as well, it's pretty hard to pick somebody you don't know when you're going to be looking at promotions.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I, I agree with you, although with as many companies as we see and chat with and then those we've been invested in, I've kind of developed a little more rounded approach to the specific workforce of the company and trying to have empathy for those that, as you say, are a generation or two removed from us. Um, But I must say, I, I generally agree with the premise that there is no osmosis. There is no great learning taking place when you are not together. You can have multiple Zooms, you can have phone calls, but for young people, and for those that are trying to grow, as you say, move up in their career, how is it how is it done? Now, on the other hand, to have some flexibility, certainly at times for very important personal things. Oh, and I don't mean just oh, yeah, that goes without I mean. saying. Yeah. 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 But I mean,
1: I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you have to be tied to your desk with a right. chain. That's not it at all. We are obviously very sensitive as an organization, uh, to our associates. I mean, they're the most important asset we have. So, you know, they have uh uh situations that they need to deal with, uh, whatever. We totally understand that and work with it. But we are predominantly a work from the office uh, company.
0: No, I appreciate that. And you are probably the most leaning that way. And for good reason. And I get it. I have to tell you, one of the funny things that we uh, heard last year from one of our firms was they were interviewing a relatively senior person, uh, a Gen Z or millennial uh, employee. And the second question out of their mouth was what's your work from home policy.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we we we're recruiting all the time and you have no idea how often that comes up, but we're very transparent. We say, look, we are not a work from home company. Uh, we believe being in the office, we believe in collegiality is another one of our guiding principles. Work team work together, getting to know your colleagues, getting to learn from them, like who you're working with, have fun with as well. I mean, it's not all work. We, we also want to have fun together and do things like that. So we believe in all of that and just, and we're very transparent.
0: I hear you. I guess the other thing that I'd, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on is a big Rosemont topic issue. Something we care deeply about is sustainability. And I actually don't mean sustainability from an ESG point of view, which is a different matter, which is something that we care about, but more the sustainability of the business. And how hard is it to kill the business? And I think with all of the transactions today and what seems to just be a flurry of constant change in ownership, change in firm, change in mission, it can be bewildering. Mm -hmm. And I would think from clients and employees' point of view, there's a lot to be said for stability and sustainability. Mm -hmm. And unless I'm wrong, I think that you have had a pretty good track record of relatively low turnover and having built that very sustainable franchise that people don't want to leave. Granted, there are always compensation opportunities and and greener pastures, but do you think that part of it is just those that you've specifically hired and the the culture which you have infused Fort Washington and, and carried Fort Washington with, that that has led to a more sustainable, stable business? Or how would you react to that?
1: First of all, we're in, it'll be the 135th year anniversary for our parent company. So, Western and Southern has been around since the late 1880s. And so, we're going to be celebrating the 135th. That is a long time to be in this business, a long time to maintain and, and flourish. We've grown substantially over all those years. We probably have the large, still the highest capital to asset ratio of any insurance company probably in the world. Uh, we're long-term investors. We believe in long-term horizon. We believe in career paths for individuals. We have many individuals. I mean, I, I'm still shocked by, sometimes they, they celebrate legion and it's called. This is the when you celebrate the long tenure of our employees. And we've had somebody that stood up, and she's been here for seventy years. I mean, I said this is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the reality is, I think it's because we are stable, and I think it's because we don't follow the latest fad. I think we do what we think is right for the businesses, and I think that is that is a very compelling story. In fact, I'm speaking with a couple of people who have come to me and said, you know. I really would like to maybe think about coming back. Would you consider it? I would like the stability of the firm. I want to be able, I want my family to grow up somewhere where my values are aligned and where I can feel comfortable every night that I go to bed, that I'll know I'm not on the, I'm not on the yellow desk pad tomorrow morning at, you know, with the pink slip.
0: Well, as you know, I appreciate that comment because we are now part of the Markel group and everything you just said about Western and Southern I, I think Markel also has in spades and it's just that long-term character and the fact that you know they've never sold a business ever uh they have been as honest and and just the quality of the character which is only something you get to know over right. many years as you have right. at Western and Southern I think these are trite almost throwaway points for a lot of folks in the business yeah. It it doesn't matter as much to them as, but, but exactly. Until it
1: happens to them. And then all of a sudden they go, oh wait, that isn't what I thought.
0: You, you and I have now, unfortunately been in the business long enough to see a lot of very high velocity downturns. And I don't mean in markets. I mean, in firms, I talked to a good friend the other day, whose firm, who, who I will not mention, but you know, well, has gone from about 38 billion to under a billion. And, you know, you just think about the, What happened? I wouldn't want
1: to be that last billion out the door, by the way. (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: that's heartbreaking.
0: Mary Beth, this has been fun. I mean, to those who don't know you, yes, you're an accomplished Ohioan and you're a long-term industry veteran, but it's always fun to chat with you. I appreciate your your spunk and your energy. You're saying something for us baby boomers. We (laughs) We don't need to leave the show quite yet.
1: Yeah, not not yet, not right. One day I'm going to hang up my cleats, but I'm not sure when that is. I'll know I'll wake up in the morning and I'll say, okay, it's time. Sayonara.
0: No, No, it was a lot of fun and uh, look forward to seeing you before long.
1: Uh, me too, Chaz. Thanks so much. Take care.